Here comes men in black. <laughs> Galaxy defenders. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast and live stream that covers all the news in the wide world of giant monsters. Uh, I had to take my glasses off because I couldn't see anything. <laughs> and next time we're gonna do the cool uh, the cool factor you need to warn me <laughs> <laughs> no we didn't want to warn you that was the, that was the point uh, uh so with me uh well i'm your host travis uh back because i wasn't on last week's but i'm your host and i'm here and with me as always is the ever talkative as always nathan marchand uh, hello. Although I have been instructed to keep it to ninety minutes, we'll see yeah. how that goes. Okay, because I got two talkative individuals here with me. So, <laughs> and also with me is Elijah Thomas. Am I here? Yeah, you're here. Are you having an existential crisis? Are we? Are we actually here, or is this just a figment? Is this a part of the matrix? <laughs> We I are don't know, all man. just a simulation. I wonder about that sometimes too. <laughs> and joining us in the chat, life is lovely. Hello, everyone. Hello, or should I say, uh, I was just gonna say, hola. That's not right. <laughs> oh God, I am, I am tired. Can you tell? Uh, all the way got? from the great state of Hawaii. So, uh, mahalo for joining us. Oh, uh, uh, crap. I, it suddenly slipped my mind. The Aloha? Doesn't that, can yeah, that work? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. Aloha. But for some reason, I thought of Hola. Hola. Como it sounds similar enough. Uh, it's going to be one of those types of streams. I mean, it's Is a it? holiday and we're all a little weird. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, as you can tell, we are missing a few uh, big loads of crap. I mean, uh, <laughs> fellow hosts. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Michael. Danny will be joining us later on, hopefully. He says hopefully he will be joining us later on. So if you are a Danny DeManna fan, uh, stick around yes, and you will be. see him. Uh, and also Brandon from the uh, Fake Nerds podcast is not with us this week. So, uh, yeah, the people with with fathers. Hey, I'm fatherless my dad ones too. I are... just carved out time. <laughs> oh, man. So... Uh, are you guys ready to get going into the news and everything? That's why I'm here. All right. Well, let's... Why don't Elijah, you do the honors of just saying... Are you sure you can trust him with this? Just giving us the cue. <clears throat> yeah. this are you saying that we at the Kaiju Weekly News team are about to... Cue the beady beady. Cue the beady beady. All right. So, uh, first bit of news before we actually get into our top story. Uh, I'm going to let Nathan talk about this a little bit because 
Kaiju Ramen, minus a few of us, are going to be at G-Fest yes. this year. And we're going to be on a panel. Well, me, not me, but a few of us are going to be paneling yep. with the ever-wonderful, ever-lovely, we always talk about her uh, on here because she's one of our favorite people in the world, the just wonderful person, Kaiju Kim. Uh, is I'm the feminist be... empire. <laughs> yep. Uh, so it says uh, YouTuber and video editor Kaiju Kim will lead a panel discussing uh, the discussion celebrating the 30th anniversary of 1993's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. Uh, the panel will feature Kim leading a monstrous menagerie of co-hosts from across the Kaiju Ramen verse, including Kaiju Ramen co-creator and art director, as well as the co-host of The Power Trip, Michael Hamilton. We have frequent contributor for Kaiju Ramen and creator of the Godzilla novelization project, Danny Damana. Production manager for Kaiju Ramen and independent film director, Elijah Thomas of the Kaiju Conversations podcast. Who's that? And last and certainly least, content editor and writer for Kaiju Ramen, Nathan oh. Marchand of the Power Trip podcast, the Henshin Men podcast, and the Monster Island Film Vault. So... Uh, the panel is going to be held on Friday, July 14th at 2 p.m. Central Time uh, in Ballroom C, located inside the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Chicago. So if you are attending G-Fest, please be sure to stop by, listen in, and say hello to Kim and all of us that will be there on the panel. Mm -hmm. uh, Nathan, what else do you want to say about it? Well, uh, that's one of four panels I'm going to be on that weekend. And Danny will be on a whopping six. And Elijah, I believe you have at least one other one. I have three. Thank you very Th much. Three other ones. Okay, so because you I and I three. are paneling on Matango. Yes. And then and oh, and you're doing Korean kaiju with Danny. I'm doing Korean kaiju and then the chill with kaiju Kim. Yes. Right. Okay. I am so upset that I can't be on the Korean kaiju one and talk about Dragon Wars for a half hour. <laughs> it's okay i got you i got you <laughs> uh man uh yeah so a lot of fun being had at g fest i'm sorry i won't be there to see all the panels but uh some of them will probably be live streamed so we'll be able to or see them. well at least recorded or know. recorded i yeah. figured out I, I figured out how to record the panels uh, when I went to JFAX using StreamYard, well, so I know I know that Kim's going to record the the panel, the Mega Godzilla panel, yeah. In discussion currently, Kim's going to record that one for Chill with Kaiju Kim live. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a request from uh, Kevin Derendorf to record my Korean Kaiju one, so I can't I can't disappoint uh, yeah. the the Kaiju hipster. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know uh, he doesn't really want. But we all know he is. Yeah. Now, the Matanga one, I don't know. That's going to be a Nathan thing. Even though I will be bringing a ton of equipment <laughs> to film. Right, right. Although it doesn't help that our Saturday panels were going to be going up. We are unfortunately competing against the guest panels, which... Are we? Yeah. I know oh. at least two of mine are opposite on Saturday are opposite the guest panels i think matango is too but the, the atragon panel i'm doing with danny is on sunday 
Because these are all films Sunday. that are celebrating their anniversaries this year. Uh, let's give a quick shout out to Oscar, who is in the chat with us. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, Oscar. Uh, okay, nobody else wants to say hello. Oh, to okay, Oscar. hi, Oscar. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think uh, we can move on now to the top story for this week uh because surprisingly us being at g-fest and on the panels and on different panels is not our top story well we should also mention that the physical copies of issue nine have started arriving at people's houses yes yes so that's another the... little bit of housekeeping i just did an unboxing video yesterday that dropped today on the kaiju ramen channel where i unboxed that as well as the collector's edition of dawn of the monsters from limited mm -hmm. run games it was just wonderful happenstance that they all arrived on the same day yeah and the there are still nine copies of the magazine available to purchase from the website nine copies so if you want a copy go to kaijuramanmedia.com order a copy of issue nine because when they're gone, they're gone. We're not going to reprint them. So make sure mm -hmm. that you go and get your copy before it is too late. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a few of our readers posting on social media their copies. Mm -hmm. Yep. Including my friend Damon Noise. Yep. Who, Damon Noise. You know, he's been a frequent guest and actor on the Monster Island Film Vault. And he's an avid, avid reader. So even wrote us a little bit of poetry to go along with it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh and oh man, we got to give a shout oh, out. Oh, he's actually here. Popping in from the BFE the lady friend. To, to say hello. I'm totally not driving. <laughs> Liar. What's the BFE? Uh ask Big the friendly. child he would know. He's up with what the kids say these days. Big big friendly Ebera. <laughs> big friendly Evera. Big friendly Evera. Evera. Uh we'll that's where Michael's that. coming from. Uh yeah. So because he's crabby. Uh, <laughs> our top story. Uh Elijah, you want to read out what our top story is? We need to get a transition of like top story. <laughs> Double story. <laughs> we welcome you back to not offensive at all. <laughs> We welcome you back to Kaiju Ramen News with oh, the no. top story of this week. Toho's upcoming untitled Godzilla film has activated a Twitter account and begun a countdown showcasing the posters for all 29 live-action Toho Godzilla movies. The countdown will end on July 11th, 2023, just in time for G-Fest beginning July 14th, and the celebration of films of Takashi Yamazaki, director of this untitled Godzilla project, on July 15th at zero hinting at the reported title godzilla zero mm -hmm. which yeah i think might be lending a little bit of credence to that title now yes it most yeah. certainly uh gives a lot of a lot of uh weight to that that reported title from a certain yeah i forget was that a rumored title or was that something mm -hmm. the fans have just been so thing that's a, was... that's an old leak from a tweet of yeah. a extra that was in the movie. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. Yep. 
so you know that we are really lacking in um, any kind of promotional stuff for this movie if the, just the activation of a Twitter account is like newsworthy. <laughs> well, I mean, it is posting like that. That I feel like is more like the fact that they are doing a countdown, I think, is right. Big thing here. Yeah. Yeah. And so and, and and yeah, they what's interesting, too, is that they're counting like, well, like we were saying in the in the in the read there, they're counting backwards, starting with Shin. So if the if they're going in chronological order, then this movie would have been after Shin, but they're not going in chronological order. So we have the feeling that this Godzilla Zero must be some kind of prequel, which is what we have heard rumors of that it is set in the forties. And I it's I doubt it's a prequel. I think that was confirmed. No, mm, so. No, it was well, all we, rumors. Everything about this uh, movie has been rumors. We have had no official anything other than well, the, okay, the I guess poster. That's right. It's just, so we've, we've been inferring a lot from stuff that people have been able to right. read. I don't think it's going to be, be a prequel. I feel like that is a. I, I I feel like that's a theory that has very little weight to it. I still um, think I mean, it's going even to take with the, what, even with the countdown now, it going backwards and it yes. doing the thingy thingy. I I firmly believe that this is a this is just a Godzilla movie that takes place before fifty. The, well, that's the, what I'm thinking. That's too. a prequel, but it's it's not connected to fifty. It, it's, oh, it's, okay. it's not connected oh. to anything. It is a it's a movie within the franchise that takes place before this other movie, but it is not a prequel. Yes, it's a reboot. You it's are a splitting it's a hairs, Mike. But but, but a prequel and a reboot are different things. Yes. yes. Well, this, okay. It's it's going to bumblebee this whole thing where it's going to be. Yes, it's going to bumblebee, but not quite. I, I don't think it's even going to be kind of. I think it's a straight up Yamazaki's just going back to its roots and just rebooting the franchise, making a legitimate modern fifty. But taking place before. But see, if the year I would 54. think that if they did that, then they would still have put it in like the chronological order of coming after Shin because but in, in then it's just rebooting the franchise. In terms but, of timeline, because this yes. is the farther because it goes farther back than fifty-four. Right. It's right. it's a metaphorical zero because it takes place before the year 1954 it takes place in the late 40s so right. it's a metaphorical godzilla zero kind of like kind of like ring zero um except we, that was connected if we get to what was it 1999 in the in the chronological order or whatever it is or nine, yeah in the 90s and they put destroy all monsters in there with They're the not, 90s films i will believe you but the fact that they are putting these movies in the chrono in the release order in the actual release order of the movies but yet this movie is at the bottom of that countdown i i still feel like but, it's going to be connected to 54 but i i as don't just like tokyo I, sos and all was I don't even think it's going to be because here's the thing. So in in interviews with Yamazaki, not not for Godzilla Zero, but if you go back to decades old interviews with him, 
when he would talk about Godzilla, he specifically brought up how Godzilla should be in the Showa era. Godzilla is a is a staple of the Showa era, and to him, since it would be 1984, uh, because that was the last Showa Godzilla movie, since that mm-hmm. movie, Godzilla has not felt proper because he was disconnected from the show era that's why in his film always sunset on third street two he was it took place in the 1950s if i remember correctly that's why he included the godzilla cameo was because it was proper Mm -hmm. it felt right what yamazaki's doing is putting godzilla back in his roots but it's a godzilla movie that takes place before the year 54 which I mean, if you go based off of Japanese titles, the the thought, the idea of insert title zero would mean that it takes place before anything that we have seen of that franchise, right? But I still just it feels weird that the countdown is going in the direction it's going if this movie is not going to be. I... I don't think I mean, it's, it's got to be inherently tied to 54 if if you're dealing with Godzilla in general. I mean, but but well, that's not exactly true because Shin Godzilla mm, wasn't. No, yeah, so. Shin was a complete But see, that's that's shot. another thing because like Shin was a complete reboot of the franchise and was a completely disconnected thing just like this movie is. But yet the Shin Godzilla is in the countdown at the place that it's that yeah, right. it took place in present but, day. But it's yeah. also, but it's also. But then, okay, well, then what, Destroy All Monsters takes place in the 90s. So if they're going by when the movies take place, then then the order would make sense when you get to Destroy All Monsters. If okay. they're going by when the movies were released, then this movie is released but, after Shen got All right, Travis, let, let me, Travis. Let me. You're arguing. This You're, point, you guys are saying that both is. of them. You're saying both. You're saying it's it's released in the order that or that, that the the countdown is going by release order, but I, also in chronological order I'm, based I'm, on when the movies I'm, are set. I'm going. It's in order of release. The reason why Godzilla Zero is going to be the last one is because it's a marketing campaign. When you when you hype up something, you don't count up. You count down. When we do this live stream. We do a countdown from 30 to zero. What they're doing is they're doing a marketing stunt, highlighting all the Godzilla movies up to the original. And at zero, we get the reveal for Godzilla zero. It's a double metaphor as the title and just the marketing idea, the concept of we're counting down to a reveal. Now, this reveal's not going to be anything big. I think it's just the poster. We're going to get a poster. I think so, too. And they're going to leave the rest. They're going to have the first details at the Yamazaki uh, celebration of films that takes Mm -hmm. place in uh, July 15th. And then we're going to get the trailer and actual full reveals at Anime Matsuri in August, according to what they've said. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that makes sense. That the the reveals and everything. I mean, we've been talking about it, and on on Twitter, the whole fan base has been talking about that. They are cutting it kind of close when it comes to marketing this movie, but you know, it's it is what it is. But I think yeah, I the guess, reason I they're think... doing that is it's an Avengers Endgame concept. First, first things first. Takashi Yamazaki is a big name. 
Like, yeah. He is a he was a part of Shin Kamen Rider. He was a part of Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman. You name a special effects film in Japan, he's attached to it. His company, mm-hmm. Shirogumi, is a huge effects warehouse. Takashi Yamazaki is a multi Academy Award winning director. He is the most uh his resume is the most qualified to make a Godzilla movie since Ishiro Honda, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big deal. He is a big deal. Um, and and to, to bring up Honda, Yamazaki has done World War II movies. He's mm. done World War II movies. He's done Showa dramas. He's done effects movies. He has every qualification for a Godzilla movie. On top of that, this is the 70th anniversary Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. So that alone is the big hype. Toho is disregarding Godzilla X Kong, the new empire, and saying, nah, this is the 70th anniversary film. And on top of that, it's Toho's new Godzilla movie. And right. I personally believe this is going to kickstart whatever future plans they have for the franchise. This is going right. to kickstart the new era of Toho Godzilla movies because Godzilla is slowly fading out of the legendary monsters. Right. Um, so now I want to ask a question real quick, though. If this movie comes out now, you know, given that we really actually don't know that much about the movie, a lot of it is just us, you know, extrapolating from things that we've heard. If this movie comes out and it's not set in the 40s, but set in the modern day, how would you guys feel about that? Still remembering that the director is still the same, the creator is still the same, but it's just the, we were wrong about the time period the movie set. It would be a little bit weird, I think, with that sort of a title and given all the stuff that we've been hearing about, unless that was all done intentionally to throw people off. Although... I think it would, in some ways, it would make me breathe a little bit easier because, as excited as I am, and I've said this before on some past streams, as excited as I am about a an occupation era Godzilla film, I also know that that could be po- potentially problematic in terms of politics. If you thought Shin Godzilla had loaded politics, mm-hmm. occupation era Japan is potentially a minefield. On the other hand, it's really exciting because I'm like, are we going to see, I doubt it, but, you know, are we going to see General Douglas MacArthur leading military forces to fight Godzilla? Because he was in charge of the occupation. I don't know. So the history both in me is kind of excited, but I'm also a little concerned at the same time. Elijah? See, so it's really hard for me to think that this movie will not take place in 1947. I mean, I get that that is like, I mean, we've we've latched onto that, but what if? What if it didn't? I mean, I here's the thing. No matter what this film's details that we have were, Yamazaki's past statements, his filmography, the buildup for this, clearly Toho knows they have something special. Because Mm -hmm. Toho has been marketing this film way different than Shin Godzilla and all of their past films. Now, granted, Toho has always been secret about these productions, 
but the fact that we have very little and what we have is i mean at least on the official front it's bare bone and even on on the insider side there's there's still a, not a lot um there i i i think no matter what yamazaki is is the director the fact that since 2013 people have been saying he's going to make a godzilla movie and here we are 10 years later he is proves that he has been on the top of everybody's list since shin godzilla's initial announcement since Shin Godzilla was revealed to be in development, people have been saying Takashi Yamazaki, Takashi Yamazaki, Takashi right. Yamazaki. So, no matter what, I think we have a winner here. But I am also keeping expectations low because I do want to be happy with this movie. I want to be, and I want to enjoy this movie. And if I go in thinking Yamazaki is going to make the next best Godzilla movie ever, I'm certainly going to be let down. Right. Yeah. Uh, either way, I'm looking forward to the Japanese sequel to Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer and seeing how that turns out. Uh, moving on to the next <laughs> section of our uh, of our news. Uh Elijah, what we're going to do, and we're and and you guys tested it out last week. What we're going to start doing now for everybody who's listening to this uh, later on, and also uh, is watching us live now, uh, we're going to have uh, one of our panelists this time, Elijah. If Elijah's not here, we'll get somebody else. We'll just read out all the news within the section, and then we'll come back to and pick out which ones that we like to. Uh, we wanted to talk about uh, in more detail. So, Elijah, why don't you take us into movies and TV news? <clears throat> Welcome back to Kaiju Weekly News. My name's Brick Tamlin, and I love Lamp. <laughs> I, I love Lamp. <laughs> I love Lamp. All right, all right, come on, come on. New, a movie, new movie poster movie. for the upcoming show by Super Riot Productions Ultraman Blazer was revealed. Attached to it was a brand new trailer for the series. Following the reveals, a small teaser of the English dub for the show that's being made featured a reveal of Johnny Young Bosch of Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, Neon Genesis Evangelion, the Netflix dub, Akira, the Pioneer dub, Kamen Rider Dragon Knight, the video game, and Adam Park and Power Rangers, and in a voice actor in Godzilla Singular Point was revealed to be in the cast. Gridman Universe is coming to the United States with an exclusive showing at Anime Expo that lasts from July 1st to July 4th via Crunchyroll. Speculation suggests that a physical or streaming release will follow in the coming months. As for YouTube releases this week, we had Ultraman Z's English dub of episodes 21, D4, and 22, Individual Tomorrows, released on YouTube. Ultraman Regulus's episode 6 released, and Ultraman New Generation Stars, episode 21, To Every Encounter, released. As mm -hmm. for Tubi, Tubi has revealed they have Ultraman Nexus and Ultraman Max, now subtitled and on the streaming platform for everyone to watch. Power, the Power Rangers channel debuted on Plex and the Roku channels where you can watch Power Rangers content 24-7, 365. 
Beginning this channel, the shows included Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Seasons 1 through 3, Power Rangers Wild Force, Power Rangers Dino Thunder, Power Rangers Operation Overdrive, Power Rangers Jungle Fury, Power Rangers Zeo, Power Rangers Turbo, and Power Rangers Alien Rangers. Speaking of Power Rangers, on the Super Sentai front, the trailer for the Abba Ranger 20th Anniversary Special trailer was released along with a poster. The GMA Toei series, Volts V Legacy, is continuing to air daily with releases of episodes 26 through 30. They are releasing episodes every day that will lead up to 80 episodes of this live-action co-production between the Filipino and Japanese company. Journey to the Center of the Earth, a.k.a. Where Time Began, is coming to a region-free Blu-ray via Severin Films with a new 4K transfer. The bonus materials for this Blu-ray include the original trailer, reversible cover art, interviews with Isabel Piquier, Juan Piquier, Simon's daughter, star Ivan Sentez, and co-writer Carlos Porito. Two new posters for the 3Y film's upcoming independent kaiju film, Hoshi 35, have been released attached to a teaser trailer and a cast updates, including Yuma Katsumata of Nezora 1964 and the Great Buddha Arrival fame. Uh, just one quick thing. So the interviews are with Isabel Piquier, uh, Juan Piquier Simone's daughter. So that's no. it, that was one full name. Juan Piquier Simone's daughter yeah. is is who Isabel Piquier is. Also, um, I have two additions to what he ra rattled off. One, he left to out Johnny Bosch's probably his most well known role, at least in the anime world. Vash the Stampede and Trigun. Wait. Was he in the Funimation dub, or yes, was he in? He has oh, been. He has really. He has dubbed Vash the Stampede since Genion released it. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, he's been wow. the the dub actor for him ever since then. Also, episode six of Regulus is out, and now the show is finished. So with episode six, they are done yeah. because it it, it leads was... directly into Blazar. The, uh, the, no, 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 the, the other thing, the other special. The Destiny Crossroads. Yeah, yeah, Destiny Crossroads. And we have joining us on the stream, Mr. Daniel Damana. Well, hello there, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing without me? I, I'm, I'm slightly so late. Why are you Blofeld tonight? <laughs> um, I'm Mr. Bond. Mr. Bond. Wait, 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 wait. Mr. <laughs> Bond. Mr. Bond. <laughs> Again, you see, there is nothing you can possess which I cannot take away. Oh, that's Indiana Jones. Never mind. Close enough. We'll we'll give Danny a second to look look back over the notes, and we're going we're going we're going to talk about uh, whatever jumped out at us as far as movies and TV news. So, Nathan, what is the bit of movie and TV news that stuck out to you? Yeah, I'm doing a quick review here. Well, the reveal of Johnny Young Bosch has been, was pretty exciting because that tells us, well, it confirms, I think, for us that for the first time, there's going to be not only simultaneous subtitles, but simultaneous dubs for this. Yeah. Which we've been getting with Ultraman Regulos, but, you know, that's a, you know, it's a little spinoff side story thing. This is the main show. Mm -hmm. So it really shows that Super Aya is 
really gunning for that international market, which I'm more than I can say for some other Terminator Studios, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, no way, yeah. stop saying no way. All right? <laughs> yeah, the, so the, the fact that Johnny Young Bosch is, is in the cast is just another example of Subaraya just really, really knowing how what they're doing when it comes to right. just uh, just these releases in general but just uh, right. but focusing in on the on the dubs because like the the dub of of ultraman z that's been coming out you know we have we, we talked about the cast list of that and the just long time veteran uh anime voiceover um, um voice actors in there uh doing the uh, voices in, for the for that dub and so it's just like mm-hmm. and then they get you know johnny young botch which you know yeah. like we said most people most people in the tokusatsu world would know him more as adam from power rangers yeah. but so like you were saying in the anime world Ranger. now he is an ultraman now he's an <laughs> ultraman but in the in the anime world like he has a pedigree of anime mm-hmm. dubbing that is just it, it's amazing um i remember i remember watching the uh evangelion evangelion however you want to say it um netflix dub and i know a lot of people a lot of longtime fans didn't really like it because they they grew up with the other the original one but me as somebody who wasn't a longtime fan who grew up with evangelion to hear to hearing it like he was my favorite part really and 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 i and i don't like evangelion that much so but he was my favorite part who who, which character did he dub in it, Evangelion? It was um the one that that um I don't think it was the watermelons. Shinji. No, it no, it wasn't Shinji. Shinji. It was the watermelons. Watermelons guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't. His name is escaping me right now, but I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. Uh, I'll think of it later. But but you know who I'm talking about the the um uh, yeah he had the watermelons. I can't remember what his name is though. <laughs> But yeah, that's All the, the one Evangelion that... fans are yelling at us right I now. know, I know. It's like, Brandon, why aren't you here? I haven't watched Evangelion in a long time. Yeah. So. Well, at least either. the show. So Me either. I've just never been a huge fan. So, um, but yeah, so so I was just like super excited to hear about Johnny Young Bosch on there. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, like. Yeah, he is, he's going to be a draw, mm-hmm. I think. And I, so I think that's an incredibly smart move on Supro's part there. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that means this will be common practice going forward. That means, if, hypothetically speaking, if you know if Mill Creek gets a second wave of releases, th- that hopefully that means Super will be like, oh yeah, here's a dub for you. Here's yeah. the dub for Z. Here's a dub for uh, for Blazer. You know, it's already been done. It's already included. You know, they mm-hmm. they really this. Like it's been saying for a while, you know, they're Tokusatsu Santa Claus at this point. Ever since they got that freaking lawsuit out of the way so they could actually release this stuff. I mean, look what they are bound and determined to make Ultraman an, not only a Japanese icon, but a an international icon. They just finalized mm-hmm. the deal with Bandai to get toys in all the normal yeah, stores. which we're going to talk about. When yeah, we get the toys and collectibles. Yeah, you know, they're you know, they got the dubs coming. We've got all of these Mill Creek releases. We've got Ultraman showing up now on streaming services like Shop Factor, like Shop Factor TV and Tubi, and just like they're going crazy with this, and I love it. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it, it's so great. Supro is sparing no expense. Um, let's get Danny's thoughts now. Um, Danny, real quick question. How long do you think it'll be until Steve Bloom is on a Supro production? <laughs> oh, I would lose my freaking mind. Oh, I love Steve Bloom. I give it. A, I give it about a week. Give it yeah. about a week. We'll I want, get a, we'll get I an want Steve Bloom to like be either like a grizzled science patrol captain or one of the bad guys. <laughs> I w- I was hoping for I w- well I mean I think that because they've already got a voice because I um. No, Father of Ultra doesn't show up in Z or in Z. So, so if you get fa- him to do the voice of Father of Ultra, imagine that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> him as Ultra Dad—that would be crazy. Yeah, Ultra Dad, Ultra Daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ultra Dad on Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Dan, what, what are your Day. thoughts um, of, of all this? I'm, I'm, as a, I mean, I, I've. Ultraman is just one of my favorite things on the planet, right? And the fact that we're living in a time now where we're getting simul dubs, you know, it was amazing enough when the new generation stuff started doing simulcasts where we would get, you know, whatever episode aired on TV on YouTube, you know, that, that, that like a day later or sometimes even this and then eventually like the same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was Orb, I think, was the first to do that. Um, yeah. And Orb. I thought it was Z. No, Orb started simulcasting on YouTube, and was I know it this because was it Crunchyroll? It was, it was both. I think because okay. um, I was watching it on YouTube from Subaraya Productions YouTube channel the day it was coming out. While I was in Japan, um, I would wake up. I woke up whatever in 2016, whatever uh, uh, toward the end of July, whatever episode aired that week when I was there, and I was watching it subtitled on my phone <laughs> in my hotel room in Tokyo, which was surreal. I probably could have just flipped on TV and watched it. Um, and well, was, we'll have to yeah. do that, Danny, for Blazer for G Fest because Blazer will be airing <laughs> at that point. We'll it's have true. to have like an ultra breakfast. You know, I'm down with that. I'm down with ultra breakfast. Um, I'm just incredibly um, excited to see. They're really gunning. They are really gunning for that, that international market. They were gunning for it before, but the fact that they're, you know, that they're going this hard. They're going to the to they're dubbing it as it's like, that's amazing to me that there's that much forethought mm-hmm. put into it. They're not waiting around to see if it's popular enough to dub. Mm-hmm. They're taking the initiative and they're dubbing it now mm-hmm. so that there's no latency. Like we're getting mm-hmm. to a point where there's the no latency. anime world has been doing that for a little while. And yeah, anime has crun- been doing yeah. that for crunchy for, rolls got yep. simul- uh, same day. It's amazing that Ultraman is now being treated in the same light. Uh, we're getting Tokusatsu being treated in the same with the same level of forethought as imagine anime. if Toei did this for Common Rider. I was I, about I, to say I, I am with you there. I'm with all of their stuff. I really hope Toei is looking at this and learning something. I mean, I'm I don't think Toei is looking at anything. the anime division at this point. Toei, Toei ignores everything, numbers, everything. Toei's, Toei Toei said no way. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah, you look like you want to say something. He's got some well, up his Well, first, uh, Steve Bloom already did Ultraman. You're about what? what? He did the Netflix anime. He was. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's... He was. Yeah. Uh, he, was yeah. Ad- he was. He was. He was. Ad- 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 yeah. Mochigon, West High student, criminal, man in green sweater, man in sweater. So, yeah. yeah. I knew so that. He's like, done it. But done that's it. anime. He's... That's different. 
Yeah, that's the anime one. I I want him to do a but dubbing. He's still done it. He's still yeah. It's still done I know. It. More is always I want to see him in one of the live action ones as as like dubbing. Hey, it. hey, hey! Here, if they bring a if they bring Dada back in Blazer, yeah, you would have him do it again. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. I, I also wanted to interject and say Toei does have a plan for the international market. They're just trying to develop domestically first so that they can go internationally. I've read their I've read their uh, their plans, and I think it's by 2026 that they want to start branching out into into uh, the North American and uh, UK regions. Okay. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, that's yeah. one of those things. Like, I'm excited. I would love to see it, but until it happens, I'm just going to be like, okay. I mean, we are already Talk seeing big. it though. We're 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 seeing it though, because uh, Common Writer should Common Writer had a that's the that is probably the quickest turnaround we've seen in a long time for uh, any Tokusatsu film. And that is true because even Shin Ultraman didn't have such a fast release in Japan. No, it was about eight months. Yeah, it was a long time. So to have such a short, you know, release in Japan, release in America, yeah, yeah, Elijah's got a point there. I mean, and they are, and we're getting more physical releases here in the U.S. from and and they're they've been subtitling some episodes of shows and putting it on YouTube and some OVTs and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I I feel like it's a little unfair to say Toei's not seeing what uh Mill Creek's doing in in in, in mm-hmm. Subaraya and Shout Factory and everybody that Subaraya is working with because they definitely are. It's just Toei's also trying to develop. They're trying to develop a. They're trying to do what Toho's done, which is develop enough of a domestic uh basis that when they go international they don't have to rely on other companies helping them through that toho has been has done that for for a long time now having that domestic establishment and then building out to international markets i mean last week we talked about how toho tripled their employment at their la branch like that True. that that shows that Toho has a international establishment. Toei's wanting to do that, I think, but Toei's also trying to figure out how to do that without failing because I mean Shin Kamen Rider was the least successful Shin film. But it also the most from, successful Kamen Rider film. Most successful yeah. Kamen Rider film. And from what I've understood, it did extraordinarily well. It's one night, and it, it, it did so well pre-sales that they added those extra shows, and even those extra shows were still sold out and mm-hmm. packed. My theater like was that, full. It was full that, that day. That More shows. Full, that's crazy. More full yeah. than it was it, for Ultraman. Well, it, and it, I will say, it's, it, has, it hasn't been as divisive as the other two Shin movies, where I expected it would be, mm-hmm. but it hasn't been. It's been overwhelmingly positive, which I find a little bit baffling, but listen to the Henshin Men episode on that, and you'll understand that's forthcoming. Self-promotion. <laughs> and, and it's also good for the magazine because it's in the network. And, and to, to, 
To Thanks. also add on, the uh, GMA Toei co-production show Volts V Legacy is available in English subtitles. Like you can stream that show, and it looks amazing. I don't know if anybody here has even heard of it, but it is a Filipino uh, adaptation of Volts V, the anime, and it's mm -hmm. live action. It's Tokusatsu, and it looks amazing. The effects in that are absolutely just jaw dropping. And uh, we recently got announced that Cleopatra Entertainment, the same company handling Shin Ultraman's Blu-ray, DVD, and digital release, acquired uh, Lion Girl, which is a co-production Toei did in the uh, pandemic that's being brought to America officially. It's got some English actors, but now we're officially getting it released in the States. That's something we haven't seen of a Toei Tokusatsu movie getting brought over to the States physically in a long time. Um, that's like brand new, hot off the press. So like, it, it's definitely happening, happening. Toei's working with Discotech. Toei's working with Cleopatra. Now they worked with fathom events. Toei is slowly getting there. It's, but to that Toei has a way bigger, way bigger library than, than super Raya. So they have to that figure is true. out what they're doing. That is true. And, and and I do think about that a lot whenever I think about, you know, Toei trying to write. Because I, I, me being a common Writer fan, I tend to think of only common Writer. But Toei is like one of the biggest tokusatsu production companies there is. And, and they have produced so much over the years. And there is a huge, I mean, if you just take the stuff that Ishinomori has done by him, you know, like that, that he helped create just that alone is a huge library. And so, yeah. Uh, so I do think about that a lot too. So yeah, yeah. You, you make a good point. We're just, we're just being spoiled a lot by Subaraya right. with the Ultraman releases that it starts making us think like, well, what if this other company did just as good? Right. It's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Cause the unfortunate thing is while we're, we're spoiled by Subaraya, Subaraya has not even touched their, Eisenborg trilogy, the Mighty Jack. Uh, I think there's two shows there, right, Danny? There's two yes. Mighty Jack. You have Mighty, Jumborg Mighty Jack Ace, and Spike Mighty Jack. Yeah. You have yeah. Jumborg Ace. You have Time of the Apes, which I'd love to see oh, a Japanese oh, Planet no. of the Apes. <laughs> I love well, that. I want that released here so badly. Yeah. The the and not the Mystery Science Theater. No, yeah. not, that. not the Sandy like, Frank yeah. version. You can watch the yeah. Sandy Frank dub there's on Sandy YouTube. Sandy Frank. Sandy you can, Frank. Yes. Anyway, there's also uh, there's also Mirror Man. Mirror but Man. Mirror Man is weird Mirror because Man. Mirror Man has been subtitled and it was shown on Superaya's YouTube channel in right. that you know, that initial model they were doing where it's like each episode's available for two weeks and then they take it down. Mm -hmm. Well, so they also they, so they could just take that and give it to Mill Creek. But right to now. be fair, even then, Subaraya held back because they have HD transfers of Mirror Man, but they weren't mm -hmm. showing them in HD. So there's still st weird stuff there. And there's also uh, Kaiju Busca. Uh, there, that was Please. their first production Please. of Tokusatsu. Operation Mystery would be great. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I want to see. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, what was the? Oh, there was like. <sighs> yeah, it's driving. Hang on, I can think of it. Um, Unbalanced Zone, not well. Yeah, because they ended up using the name they were going to use for Ultra Q later. Mm -hmm. um, I want to see the newer uh, BioPlanet Wu get released. Um, yes. Yeah. That, yes. I, I want to see that. I want to yeah, see I everything. I still want to see. I still want to see the other Ultra Q shows. 
in the movie. Yes, Ultra Q Dark Fantasy. I've seen yeah. all of that that's available, like fan subbed. I haven't seen the whole series. I have seen all of Neo. I watched all of Neo when it came out in 2013, uh, and it was out. I mean, uh, Neo Ultra Q is it's good stuff. It's uh, it's uh, really really good, and that is available on a... Blu-ray. Let's give a quick shout out to the queen, Kaiju Kim, who has joined us. Uh, you missed us arguing about uh, whether G Godzilla Zero is going to be a prequel or not. Whether it counts as a sequel to Oppenheimer or not. Uh, <laughs> that's the only Which shenanigans. I have, to make sure I, see that. I have been missing oh, dear. some of the newer movies. Talk about a double released, feature, right? Honestly, go watch Oppenheimer, yeah. then go watch Godzilla 54. It's like, it's, it's the perfect double it, feature. It works. I mean, honestly, you could call Oppenheimer a prequel to every 50s monster movie ever. It's exactly. a prequel to a genre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, so man. I'm psyched uh, for Oppenheimer. I yeah, love I, 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 I'm, hmm. I'm wondering if Oppenheimer might end up being Christopher the best Nolan's film. masterpiece at this yeah. point. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I mean, it looks... I mean, okay, so off topic. Did you guys read the uh, uh, article where Nolan talked about how this was his first script he wrote in first person? Like, the black and white is outside of Oppenheimer's perspective, but the color is, like, his his view. <laughs> I, I didn't read that. No, I didn't read and that. And they, they filmed... They filmed at Oppenheimer's home. They talked to scientists that worked on the Manhattan Project. They went to the places where it was conducted. Oh my gosh, this movie! There's be and brilliant. then there's there's the obvious. We didn't use CGI. Mm -hmm. I'm so baffled. I I want to know a what that very means. Very tiny amount, I think. Very yeah. very tiny amount. Yeah, Nolan does use CGI. But, but he, just but he has made it. it clear that the bomb was not CGI. That was a real explosion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. to know what Christopher that means. Nolan is the one guy who can call up the studio and say, hey, uh, you want me to make that big, crazy Oppenheimer movie? Yeah. Okay. I need a real bomb. <laughs> well, so I do know that he has now the record for the largest explosion used on a film set. I know yeah, that it was, they, they... Um, it was Spectre. What it was, it was, um, I think um so. I think James Bond, uh, inspector that had the had the record, and then Oppenheimer has beaten it. And I was, I, made, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go, oh, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna make a joke about how he should have used the uh, the paint in the water tank tokusatsu technique. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, um, that would have been funny and awesome. I, I, something that I think is really interesting is we brought up how he called up the studio. This is Nolan's first universal picture and i think either That's a long right. time or period because he ruined or warner brothers ruined yeah their rep with him because of the whole theater thing and i think so, the only reason he got the he was able to do the big explosion was because universal was like we're not going to make this guy angry we don't want to make this guy angry. right like we he and, already left uh warner brothers so right and the fact that i mean i think nolan is i I don't know if I should say this, but maybe uh -oh. he's the modern Spielberg, like in terms of, of, of scale, like scale of popularity and scale of like how people view him. Yeah, definitely different approaches between the two. You can't really compare them there. But when somebody says it's, it's a perfect mixture of like, I guess like high art and blockbuster, if that makes yeah. any sense, mm -hmm. it's got the imagination 
and it's got the popular appeal. I think that's I fully agree with that combo for yeah. uh, for him because a lot of other name actors have one over the other, or they're a little bit more um, specific, like a Denis Villeneuve, for example. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he's yeah. not he's not a, a like he doesn't have the popular appeal of a Nolan, but his movies still like they have their own vibe. But mm-hmm. when somebody announces the new Christopher Nolan movie, you have blockbuster fans getting excited and you have art house people getting excited mm-hmm. and you get film critics getting excited. He appeals to all the different camps like a Spielberg. So I think that's yeah. a very good comparison. I feel like I'm the only person he doesn't appeal to because I've never been the biggest fan of Nolan. Okay. <laughs> so Travis, to say that I'm not a fan of the Dark Knight trilogy. I, I don't know. No, I don't no, like the Dark Knight is well, probably one of the few ones I actually do like of his. I, I I was never I I think they're kind of boring. I think they're kind of boring. So That's I'm gonna be honest. 12. I'm gonna be honest. He wasn't this alive is, when the first one this, came out. This, <laughs> no. this is this is probably the most excited I've ever been for a Nolan film. Period. Yeah, I, so, I I feel the same way though. I do. I'm like I'm I'm not a super big fan of Nolan, but I I am excited for this movie because for all the reasons like we were talking about, like it it really it it, it hits all the marks of yeah. It's a it's an it's an art house film that's disguised as a big huge blockbuster you know with with everything you know right behind it and stuff so yeah right. yeah right 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 uh, and now let's uh let's end this little oppenheimer mini podcast and get yeah. back to the yeah um i did want to mention uh real quick as shameless self-promotion uh that danny mentioned uh woo uh bioplanet woo Yes. Uh, as a potential release for Subaraya that uh, in issue five of the Kaiju Ramen magazine, I uh, I did include I had the uh, was it 10 releases that mm-hmm. yeah, and should... you got one of them now. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and, Rider Black. and Bio Planet Woo was on there as as a potential release. So, hey, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Make it happen. Elijah, what is what's what's a topic in the movies and TV that you wanted to kind of focus on and highlight? So I'm not going to pick anything that's been brought up. Right. I'm going to yeah. pick the thing it's... that actually calls back to issue. This issue of Kaiju Ramen magazine. Um, and what's funny is, Danny, you and I were on a phone call and we specifically said we were like, man, we wish that Severn would get some Tokusatsu. Or you know kaiju, mm-hmm. and then like two days later, <laughs> two days later that. they do their announcements. So in in this issue of Kaiju Ramen Magazine, I talk about every Kongsploitation film except for Mega Ape because it was not announced yet. I'm and hoping you'd bring this topic up because it wasn't on the list. Yes, and so I wrote about them in one film that. Uh, stood out to me. I mean, a lot of these stood out to me, to be honest. But there was a film called Where Time Began, which Mm -hmm. was a combination of Jules Verne and King Kong. And that really, like, that was interesting. From what I've heard, uh, the movie is not the best, but it's, if I remember correctly, it's from the late 40s? I think it was early. Early forties. I'm trying to remember exactly when it when it came out. We're talking about okay, darn it. Hang I'm on. At the go- I'm at the Google it now. 
yeah. or you could just I, flip I'm, to I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read what I wrote because that would be I'm thinking of unknown island that's the one I was thinking of. yeah yeah that's, that's a that was... that's a different one I I have a that's a guilty pleasure dinosaur movie for me uh with the, the giant sloth and the the yes. big um, rubber dinosaurs and the guy that passes out on screen um it's wasn't that the one that was used to stock footage for Gigantus? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a little yes. bit of that in Gigantus. Mm -hmm. uh, it pops up a lot in, you know, tra old like, trailer compilations. Like all the VHS tapes I grew up with would include at least a little bit of footage from S Unknown Island. Uh, so this is a. Go ahead. This is a 1970s. Yeah. I couldn't remember if yeah. it was 60s or, or 70s. It's a uh, Juan Picar Simone was the director. Mm -hmm. uh, he's. He's an interesting guy. Uh, he does like he he has a he's a bit bipolar when it comes to his movies. He's either very like hardcore like gory, or he makes children's fantasy films. Uh, Nathan, his most famous film that you have seen is Pod People. <laughs> Ooh, okay. With, with Trumpy the alien, that's Juan Piquer Simone. Um, okay. He also did Mystery on Monster Island with uh, uh, very briefly Peter Cushing was in that movie. He's done some wacky stuff, man, but uh, I'll always know him best for giving us Trumpy and his potatoes. <laughs> Do you know what playing is, Trumpy? Yes, it's where I break you in half. I... <laughs> Food eating the theater. Like yes, go go watch the Mystery Science Theater episode of Pod People, everyone. Go do it. Yeah. And then what's crazy is the opening to Pod People got used for the final sacrifice. Yes, and then they use the beginning of the the American version of Pod People used footage from a movie called Galaxy Invader. It's not even from. Pod We're off topic. Tell them about. Yes. Tell them about the thing, Elijah. So, I so the thing that I I love most about this is it's. I even highlighted it's one of the early examples of Jules Verne and King Kong blending. Um, Asylum would do it in King of the Lost World um, mm -hmm. as well. But most most recently, everybody wanted to bring up how Godzilla versus Kong is basically a Jules Verne adaptation of Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's really cool to see like one of the like original versions of this come to 4k blu-ray um the fact that it got a 4k transfer and it's going to be on blu-ray i'm i'm really excited um it's cool because now we have ape on a very nice uh 3d archive uh restoration blu-ray we have you know conga tnt we have conga that kino also released on blu-ray Mm -hmm. um, all the actual King Kong movies and Kong movies that were done by major studios have, have been given proper releases. Uh, King Kong 76 recently got that Shout Factory Blu-ray. Arrow um, just did Buddy Peking Man and Shaw Scope Box 1. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, call me when they put out King Kong Fu. Exactly, right? <laughs> when, they, when they put out King Kong Fu, I will I will awaken from my slumber. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I have all these discs because of course I do, but yeah, uh, God, what, gosh, what else? Um, Unknown Island, I don't think has a Blu-ray yet. Unknown Island has a DVD. It does not have a Blu-ray. It's uh, right. it's not a great looking DVD either. It's um, it's probably twenty plus years old. I mean, my copy is like the cardboard one that opened like a like a book and snapped mm -hmm. with a little plastic thing. Oh yeah, uh, I yeah. Those. I think that's one of the only releases that has uh, uh, it's, I know Queen Kong has a 
kind of cruddy DVD out there, but it's never been Blu-rayed up. Same with um, Mighty Gorga. Well, and, Mighty Gorga hasn't. Yeah, well, um, and if we're going to stick with actual Kong movies, King Kong Lives, of all titles, got a release, you know, a Blu-ray release from an Australian company, Umbrella, mm-hmm. which you yeah, can buy it. and they will play on U.S. Blu-ray players. Yeah. I, I missed was out. shocked to see that. But. I, miss, I missed out on the, the special edition. I'm kicking myself, but uh, I didn't have the funds for it at the time. But I, I'm hoping... I mean, I'll, I'll probably pick up the normal standard version from them uh, just because I have it. I mean, I have I have a, a DVD a DVD or two of that. I'm literally looking at my VHS copy of King Kong Lives right now. Uh, it's right over there. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that has finally has a Blu-ray. But I as a Kong as a Kong exploitation uh, junkie, I'm always happy to see another like gorilla picture, um, another like Kong cash in, <laughs> get a nice high quality release. Thank goodness for Severin. And also, I just want to I just want to mention that Elijah and I are the reason this is happening, uh, because every time <laughs> every time we chat, something gets something happens. Something happens. So, um, okay, guys, talk we got about the something touch. that we want to see get released right now. I, I, I Eisenborg subtitled. That's yeah. all three of we the have super into existence. It is out there. In the well, universe. we we haven't had a conversation about it, so it's not no. spoken into existence yet. It's true. It's true. But we also can't force it because then I I, I feel like that that might ruin. No, that. that's like if anything that'll work against us. So it has to yeah. just be natural. Uh, we have to not be intending for it. So uh, right. if we do it with intention, the universe is like, I see what you're trying to do there, son, and it won't let us do it. Well, anyway, anyway, so so we need to we need to start moving on to the next to because we have other segments to talk about. But real quick, I do want to give a, a quick talk about something that me and Danny both said in the in our group chat that we were excited for, which was the the teaser and the posters for Hoshi Thirty Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have been following the kind of dribbles of information that we've gotten about this about this movie as we've gotten them and i'm so excited that mm-hmm. we're getting more and more um so uh for anybody who doesn't know hoshi 35 is a kaiju film a tokusatsu film that is coming out soon uh it's a crowdfunded film and it stars a lot of godzilla and gamera kind of alums but most importantly it stars megumi odaka who is most famous for playing um miki so uh in the godzilla uh heisei series so uh and this and the 35 is actually a reference to her 35th anniversary since she started acting um, so that is, and she, this is her coming back from a long hiatus from acting. She had taken, she had retired from acting for a long time. And so now she has come back. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I'm just excited. I'm excited to see her come back. I'm excited to see a, a, a independent kaiju film uh, that's crowdfunded, you know, something completely different. And the teaser makes it feel like such a, like personal, just, uh, very human emotion focused story. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's going to be, you know, it's not a big, you know, kaiju film, the smash buildings, all that kind of stuff. It feels like this is a very personal film. And it, especially, mm-hmm. like we said, the title itself is so personal to uh, Odaka-san. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I, I just had, wanted to give a shout out to that. Right. I had actually forgotten that was even in production, which is why I was glad to see the news this week. I was getting help from beyond the fog sort of vibes there with this being it seemed like it's going to be like you said travis a very 
focused and personal story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the little mini kaiju looks so cute. He does. <laughs> yeah. So cute. So, uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to that before we moved on to toys and collectibles. And I'm glad that Danny has made it because we would not have been able to talk about toys and collectibles if you weren't here. Because with, <laughs> with you gone and Michael gone, it would have been like, okay, yeah, that looks cool. Moving on. So, uh, <laughs> buy toys and collectibles. Well, that sure is different, isn't it? Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, next, yeah. Next, so, next uh, well, yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk about toys and collectibles. I'll I'll let you go ahead and take the lead on this one, Danny. All right, sounds good. Let me uh let me pull up the first one here. So are you are you in I control? I will screen share. Slides? Yes. All right, you got the slides. So yes, we're gonna start here at the beginning. The first thing we got to talk about here, chillins, is a certain Godzilla, a certain toy, and what happens when those things come together. You know what I'm talking about? Check this out. Dig this. Stuff this in your pipe and smoke it. Don't smoke, kids. Check it out. Bandai, via a recent Godzilla store live stream, has teased its next Movie Monster series figure. Its next six-inch vinyl figure. And drumroll, please, it is Godzilla 1993. There it is. There he is, my man. He is so with his... This is Muppetzilla. Um, there he is. I, I just, I, I, I love it. He looks, he looks, he looks great. Now, obviously this is being released to capitalize on the 50th anniversary of Godzilla versus Megalon. If you're a super Godzilla suit nerd, like, like I am, you'll know that this is the Megaro Goji suit. Uh, so named because Megaro is Megalon's name in Japanese. And uh, what's really cool is that this is going to kind of complete the set because recently we've had a, Jaguar, they just put out a Megalon, and then about a year ago, they put out a pretty sick looking six inch Gigan. And now there's a Godzilla here, so the set of four is complete. Uh, if you want to be pedantic and say, Where's Angiris? go get your memorial box version and stick them in there. But yes, um, now there is a or Rodan, or Ro yeah, Rodan, or I don't know who else showed up in that movie via stock footage for two seconds. Was it just that? <laughs> the, the I mean, Ghidorah um, by mistake, Ghidorah by mistake. <laughs> Um, wasn't it the um, the worm, the Mothra worms? Mothra larva. Gyra also had a mistake. Yeah. Yes, Gyra's also in there. And you know what? Bandai has put out put out a Gyra a few years ago. Track them down. Um, but yes, uh, there was a as any uh, six inch Bandai collector will know. Um, there there was a six inch 1973 Mecha, uh, Mecha Godzilla. Listen to me, Godzilla that came out with the 50th anniversary memorial box. Almost 20 kill me 20 years ago and uh it was only ever released there and it's it's pretty hard to find um and you know what you know it was out it was this one was out somewhere else as well this was one of the only ones that was released multiple places but there was a variant of it that was unique to that box that's what i'm thinking of but it's still a rare figure if you wanted to get this guy for your collection if you're a bondi person it would have probably cost you two arms and a leg not an arm and a leg two arms and a leg however uh, when this thing comes out, it will be 3,300 yen, which is about 23 bucks, roughly in in English in, in dollars, and uh, in it'll English. be in English in English, in English yeah. currencies. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, words are hard. Um, this beautiful sucker is going to drop in July, and uh, presumably you will be able to order it um, off of various Japanese websites. I would say uh, check to see if our uh, good buddies at uh, Kaiju Live have it. Um, I'm sure they and uh, um, Showcase Daikaiju and a couple of other folks will be stocking it. 
And I'm guessing it, if you're going to G-Fest, it probably won't be out in time for G-Fest. But yeah, yeah, you'll be able to find it online relatively cheap. Um, it will not cost you 23 bucks. It will cost you more than that. Um, yeah. But for what it is and to have the complete set and not have to I mean, dish out all the money for it. I mean, you could get all four monsters for this from this movie, if you're lucky, for maybe a little over 100 bucks for four really good figures. That sounds like a lot, but for four figures like this, that's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, that's like that's like a half. That's like half an X plus, and you get four figures out of it. You know, speaking of X pluses, I think I heard something about that. Really, yeah. really interesting. Would you Would you happen to know anything, Danny? Well, uh, that's hard to say. But what I can tell you is that we do have a new large monster series uh, thing coming out from the plus of X's. I mean, I don't want to get too specific here, but uh, we got a 1992 Godzilla on the way. Yes, we do. And there he is. What a beautiful man he is. Yeah. And, and I mean, OK, I'm not a collector, but I do have to say when I think of Godzilla, like people have asked, like when you when you picture Godzilla in your head. This is the Godzilla I picture in my head. This is this, this is pretty Godzilla. close for me. I tend to think of latter Heisei. Um, I think of 91. Yeah, 91, 92. Uh, I have a soft spot for the Mogagoji from 94, uh, just because I love how the proportions on it look. But this era right here to me is just kind of default Godzilla in my head. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is the Moth This is the uh, Godzilla versus Mothra, or Godzilla and Mothra, the Battle for Earth yep. version of the character. And um uh, again, if you like your if you like your terminology, he is technically Bato Goji, as yep. uh, so named for Batra. Batra. And he, yeah, he's he's a, this is a good looking this is a good looking figure. He's about twenty seven uh, centimeters tall, and again, as per usual with X Plus, it's going to come in both a standard and a uh, Rick version. And the Rick is going to be drum roll, please. It's really not that shocking. Eh? Thank you. Light up okay. version. Yes, light up. Light up. Thank you. Thank you. You gonna? You need. You need me to call someone, Elijah. You need me to call the, call the hand doctors. I gotta. Up. It hurts. They hurt. I. Let's. I'm not <laughs> saying I. That's the most epic drum roll I've ever. That's amazing. Uh. Okay. I guess to wrap this up before Elijah starts bleeding too much on the stream. Um. If you want to add this beautiful boy to your collection, it is going to cost you 19,800 yen, one of about 139 bucks and uh, for the normal the, the the Rick version. And uh, if you want to if you don't want the light up spines about 131 bucks. And uh yeah, you can actually pre-order this from Shonen Rick today and presumably Big Bad Toy Store, probably our friends again at Kaiju Live and Awesome Collector will get it as well. Um what do you guys what do you guys think? Is this something any of you would pick up? I we don't have a lot of like collector collectors here, but um uh, it is a beautiful figure. It I is. Have to admit. It yeah, is. and I I would probably consider it. If I had the spare income, I, I would because like I said, this is my Godzilla. This is the Godzilla that I picture in my head. So mm -hmm. it is one that I absolutely would if I had the spare income. I just do not have the spare income. Same. <laughs> this is one I I mean again, I love X Plus, but 
<coughs> pardon me. I, I don't have a lot of them just because they're they're so flipping expensive. I love them all. But for me, and I've talked about this on the stream before, I won't take up too much time. But for the price of one of these, I can get like a pile of VHS tapes, a bunch of books and some Godzilla and eras erasers. Like I can get mm -hmm. small, weird, unique things and I can get like three Bondi's, you know, <laughs> like I can yeah. get maybe four. Um, I have a couple of a few X plus I have. I mean, I don't know if you can see I have some of the Harryhausen stuff behind me. It's kind of hard to see, but um. I, I have a few. I love it so much, but it's just not as I'm just I'm trying to be price conscious. So this is mm. one I probably won't pick up. But good gravy. Is it ever beautiful? Uh, it is. It yeah. really is. Yeah. The light up you spines know, are great. It is. It is. It's I, a beautiful I, one. I, I feel like you people don't understand that I, I spend a lot of money on, on, on collectibles. I know, but I, you don't have a lot of X plus. Do you have any? X I have. I have Titanosaurus. Okay. I have ninety. I have a ninety-two. Um, I have Gigan with chainsaws. I have. Do I have one more? I feel like I have one more. Do I have one more? Yeah. I don't uh, because I'm not a big big collector, so I don't really know like the the sub companies and sub brands and stuff. Uh, which company does the Defo Real? stuff is X that plus. X plus? that's X plus. Okay. yes so i do have one x plus because i have the um defo real um sarazawa the, mm, the little yeah. the little figure yeah. yeah i do have that 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 was given to me as a gift so uh, i awesome. do have that one i do love i do love that one i, I don't have that one but uh i should have gotten it whatever it's fine uh, but yeah, we're not done with the toy news quite yet because we've got some, the next thing is really cool. The next thing is really, really cool. Um, the gentleman you are seeing here, um, is a very special person and he's holding something else that's very, very special. Uh, if any of you, if any, yeah, words are hard. If any of you out there are familiar with the art of attack, Peter, mm -hmm. uh, you will know that he has an incredibly, uh, beautiful, unique art style yeah. that is so very much his own. It's, it's fascinating to look at. He's got a genius art brain and he has started to get into the collectible world. He did a Godzilla for Mondo last year as part of their Godzilla museum line. And mm -hmm. now he's doing this designer sofa B. and guys, look at this thing. <laughs> It, it, yeah. That is a gorgeous figure. <laughs> so, yes. just throwing this out there, if anybody wants to get me a gift at some point, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> uh, so so okay. So I, I, I've talked about. I'm not a collector of figures. I'm not a you know a, a big person in that. I don't get into that world a whole lot. But one thing that I am a collector of, and one thing I do really like to to get is artwork. I love artwork and i have artwork all over my walls right now from different creators and stuff and so attack peter is someone who i am familiar with and his style is really interesting i like that almost wood block kind of mm -hmm. or wood wood what do they call it wood cutting um yeah it's style. a wood it's a wood, wood it's a it's like a relief um, yeah yeah it's that relief yeah. style that he does hard. That's hard to do. I've done that before. I've done yeah. woodcuts. I did a, a yokai, a Japanese style yokai woodcut. Oh, wow. Uh, where I, I, I put it through a press and everything and printed it onto parchment. I carved it into a block of plywood. And oh, wow. uh, it's hard to do. And it's yeah. hard to do and make it look good. And this guy, he that style is it's effortless when he does it. And if you look at Mechagodzilla, you will see that the art style is very much recessed. Like, look at mm -hmm. it, it. It looks like. It's just very textured. It looks like it's been carved away to create these interesting flame designs. And obviously yep. the bolts are uh, 
set into the figure rather than coming out of it, which is really mm -hmm. interesting. It looks like it's been carved. Yeah. And um, it's, oh, look at this thing. It's just, So I remember just when his Godzilla one come out, and I wish I could have grabbed it. I wasn't able to. Um, but just to have a an actual figure based on this person's artwork and his art style is so cool. And it kind of reminds me, um, Nathan, if you remember a few years ago to celebrate like uh, Batman's anniversary, they put out all these statues but it, of Batman, but it was in all of the different artists' styles. Mm -hmm. So you got like all the different, uh, like Jim Lee and all these different Batman artists, uh, and they were had the different statues. That's what it reminds me of, but just for Godzilla fans. Uh, and, and so just, yeah, I think it's amazing that they can create these figures in this art style. So this is definitely one of those figures that I would get if I had the, if I had the funds, I had the ability to get it, I would. Yeah, um, and but there is there wait. is no price for this at the moment. Yeah, um, but I know it's going yeah. to be up there. I know It'll it's be, going this, to be up this, there. I'm already this, anticipating it. This listen, Peter Peter Santa Maria is a, a name artist. He he, when mm -hmm. you put his name on something, you're gonna get something good. You're gonna yeah. get something beautiful. So the price tag should reflect that. And if this is less than two hundred dollars, I'd be shocked. Yeah. If this is less, this is a designer piece. I can get it's gonna come out through if I didn't mention it before, Mondo, just like with his Godzilla Museum, Museum of Gods, whatever the Godzilla Museum piece. This is also mm -hmm. through Mondo. There's no release date window, there's no price. This was shown out off at a licensing event in New York City. And yeah. so this is the first we've seen of it. There's no extra detail, but it is going to be pricey and it is going to be worth it. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't I it's not gonna be within my price range to get, but it's totally worth the price if it's, you can. But it's worth it. the price, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like it's. I am not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to get it probably just because of personal funds. But the price that they throw on it will be worth it. It'll be worth it to have Peter's signature style on it. Mm -hmm. uh, I just. I can't get over this thing. It's just. Yeah. And Look I'm not even the eyebrows. The yes. eyebrows. Just. Sure. I love them. I love He's them so much. <laughs> and I'm not even a big uh, like a huge sofa bee person. Weirdly enough, again, mm -hmm. I have a handful. But I, I don't have that many, but the ones I get are like, they have to speak to me in some way. I kind of, I kind of have to Marie Kondo my, uh, my sofa bees a little bit, but this is one that if I had the funds, oh, 200%. Um, and when I sent this to, to Michael, I won't repeat the exact verbiage he used when he mm -hmm. saw me, but um, he was, yeah. cause he yeah. loves Mechagodzilla 74. And so mm -hmm. this is one, if, if, again, I don't know if he'll have the funds for it, but this is probably one he'll he'll want to snag he'll probably um, max out a credit card to get it yeah and mondo yeah. does do uh payment plans i believe they that's do. what and, i was just fixing yeah. to say if they have a payment plan i might i might still do it yeah, <laughs> it, it uh, is that good yes it is yeah, that the, good the payment plans the payment plans are how i got all five of their jet jaguars uh yes okay. that's how i got three of their five pulgasaris i'm still missing Oh man, a, I remember when those Pogasaris were announced. I wanted one so bad. Yeah, I got, I have three of the, because hang on, I have the, they're right over here. I've got the purple green one, the fiery one, the film accurate one. I'm missing the one. I'm missing the blue gold one. Oh, and then yeah, I have, the, and then really I have the big one. I have, I have the big one they put out too. So I have four of the five and I missed that one. Gosh, oh, darn it. Cause, cause I, I was waiting for one of those. They're beautiful. They're actually not horribly priced on eBay. They're more than they were on Mo on Mondo, mm -hmm. but um, some of them are pretty reasonably 
affordable. Um, I think I mentioned it on Kaiju Weekly back in the day when they were announced, because we were doing the podcast when they were announced, that I love the idea that because Polgasari, for anybody who's not aware, is the North Korean kaiju film that was made by kidnapping this uh, South Korean filmmaker uh, and bringing him over and forcing him to do it. And And they kidnapped a few people from Toho. Toho kidnapped his wife also, who was an actress at the time. Uh, So, you know, there's a it's a very interesting story. But the idea that that North Korea obviously a very you know very uh communist country very anti-capitalism and the fact that their movie is turned into a capitalist venture by mondo is just such a, a just my i feel like thing. i should have bought these figures just to stick it to north korea just, now just the beautiful symmetry and poetry that's a <laughs> beautiful poetry of it all that this film has now become this like capitalist you know thing is just such such a funny thing to me so i i wanted them just for that but also i they were beautiful but yeah so this this yeah. figure again Hint, hint, if anybody wants to buy me a very expensive gift. Uh, <laughs> I might have to owe you after that amazing um, encrypted poster that was in my, oh, in my package. Oh, yeah. Travis, that you have, you don't even know, man. Like, that's my that's my aesthetic. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't have it to show on on screen right now. But um, Travis was kind enough to include a little gift from his trip to Point Pleasant um, yes. with my with my copy of Kaiju Ramen issue nine now available on kaijuramen.com. So I can't show it, but it's beautiful. It's got the it's uh, a, Mothman, the Point Pleasant. Uh, it's got the it's got the um the, the Flatwoods uh, monster on it. Flatwood, it's got yeah, it's yeah, got right. um it's 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 beautiful and it's set up like a B movie poster. Uh-huh. Uh, and yep. I just like that is so my thing. It's not even funny. I, I bought it. two of them. I well, not I bought two posters from that play from the museum. Just as a little side tangent, I know we're getting off topic again. Uh, Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I bought Get two posters. Boy. One of them was done like a 1950s uh, horror comic Ooh. back when oh, when like, like uh, superheroes were. Yeah, like a, yeah. So like a like a, a house of, the of or house of fear or like yeah, house, house of fear or something crap. like that. Yeah. Um, so back when superheroes weren't as popular and they had the horror comics that were mm-hmm. kind of around in that time, that's what I. So they had a poster like that that was you know Mothman, and then they had that one that was done like a a 1950s B movie kind of poster and i was like which one would danny appreciate more Uh, and so i'm like well i'm more of a comic book fan danny's more of a movie guy so let me send the movie poster i'll keep the comic book one so i have the comic book one i love it i would have loved either one of those but i think he made the the right right call because man i loved it yeah all right last piece of toy news all right uh Actually, yeah, there are a couple of other toy things I could add on here, but there's there were so many that we had to pare it down this this week. Uh, but it wouldn't be an episode of Kaiju Weekly without a little bit of Power Rangers collectible news. And this is Power well, Rangers. Power Rangers adjacent. Let, let, let me finish my flipping <laughs> sentence, Marchand. I was getting there. It's not it's, it's not technically Power Rangers, but we've got toys for Legend of the White Dragon coming, which is uh, they're coming from Valiverse. They're going to be about six inches tall. And um, apparently they're going to be sold in a two pack. This is a two pack. This is the White Mm -hmm. Dragon and uh, Dragon Prime. 
And yeah, so again, briefly for anyone who doesn't know, this was Jason David Frank, aka the the Green Ranger, Tommy. It's Tommy Oliver. This was this was Jason's passion project for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is being this is a full length film being made by Batten the Sun, and uh, who he'd worked with before on the you know like the verses you know short films on YouTube. Uh, they got to be friends. Beat down. Yes, yes. Thank I thank you. I couldn't remember the name, um, but. They 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 made this amazing kind of pastiche style thing that's obviously very Rangers, but for legal reasons it's not. Uh, but it's it is it's a Rangers pastiche. That's what it is. And this mm-hmm. was his baby. And it is obviously we lost uh, Jason last year under very bad circumstances. But the Bat and the Sun crew vowed to finish the film in his honor. The film is done. It is coming out later this year. It is going September. to be in theaters. Yes. Yeah. September fourth. Yes, it's going to be JDF's birthday. Yes, they're releasing it on his birthday. And uh, to coincide with that, we have uh, we have these two figures. Just a couple of other little uh, little things to mention here. Pre-order is going to open up in uh, in the summer uh, to coincide with the film. And again, that's coming out on um, JDF's birthday, September 4th. We don't know about any pricing yet, um, but Bat in the Sun and The Legend of the White Dragon social media and their website, uh, Valiverse.com, will be presumably dropping more information as it comes out. But mm-hmm. if you are looking forward to this movie as much as I think all, all of us here are. Right. Yeah. Um, this, there this will might be, be a power trip episode on it. Of course. Of course. But uh, Henshin yeah. Men. Henshin Men. Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know about Henshin Men, but we got, we got to get that Shin Kamen Rider episode out first. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's recorded. I just need to edit it. It'll be out this week. Imagine yeah. not having a Shin Kamen Rider episode out yet. Hey, my my reviews on the website go check it out yes, go check it out. yes go do it go do it but anyway there you go legend of the white dragon we got this two pack coming out there are a couple of other superfluous toy things going on um one Should... small one small thing i'll add at the end this is that is not on the list is i, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that ymsf put out their orga uh which that first their, their open mouth creepy orga uh that mm-hmm. sold out within a couple hours a second oh, production, yeah. a second production run goes on sale tomorrow. That nice. is all. That is that is my addendum. If you want right. to go get it, it's about 110 bucks with shipping and taxes and all that fun stuff. Uh, I got mine uh, last weekend and I I wept over it. Um, not <laughs> not really, but it was beautiful. It's a beautiful figure. Uh, I'd yeah. grab it if it wasn't in the other room to show off. But there you go. That's the last thing. Wanted yeah. to mention that. Should we talk about the fact that Bandai just became our best friend after losing Power Rangers and gained? Oops yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't in here because I thought that I thought we put that in. We, I, I, yeah, I'm surprised. I, I thought that maybe it. you guys had already covered it when I wasn't on early. We didn't. You guys didn't talk. Okay, well, we got to talk. No, about we it. were I saving it for the collectible brief. news because um, okay. I thought it was on here. Well, that's all good. We'll cover it now, ever so briefly. There's not a whole lot to say, but it's big news, and that is that Elijah. Drum roll, please. <laughs> yes. The natives are restless. Um, <laughs> the um, Bondi America has become the uh, official big name North American toy manufacturer and distributor. For Ultraman, yes, <laughs> which is as as you mentioned before, that's big because their big their bread and butter for decades 
mm-hmm. in America was Power Rangers and obviously has Hasbro till all are one. Uh, Hasbro right. has Hasbro. <laughs> Hasbro has that now. Wins are one. <laughs> yes, uh, Hasbro has that now. I I stole that joke. That is not my joke. But yeah. um, they are they have Rangers now, and Bandai America had to be like just crap in their pants, right? Like, like oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? But if Ultraman continues its trajectory of getting as big in the United States as it is, or at least growing beyond just kind of a cult following, this could be incredibly lucrative for Bandai America, and I cannot wait to be able to walk into like Walmart or Target or a Rite Aid or something and like a grocery store. I don't know. Like just like, I don't know. You could go and you could find Power Rangers stuff everywhere. I'm not saying this will be as big as Rangers was ever was. I don't know. I mean, it could be, I, I, I don't know. I doubt it. It doesn't have the, the cultural uh, cachet that, that, that Power Rangers did because Power Rangers was a phenomenon when it came here. Ultraman has never been a phenomenon. It it didn't have that strong start to propel it 30 years into the future. And now Ultraman is going on 60 here, but this is going, this could be very, very lucrative. And I, I don't know what their product line is going to be like because they haven't gotten into specifics. I imagine they'll have similar things to to, to what they did with Rangers, they'll probably have some gimmick toys. Travis might steal Nathan's I was logo. Say, he stole um, my logo. Anything, you know, like uh, Michael could show up tap dancing. Anything could happen. That's but, um, Nathan's fault. He's the one that put that on there. <laughs> Nathan, stop uh, changing the. He could have changed it to something worse, Travis. Uh, True. It could always be worse. Um, it could have been Rito. I'm just saying. Could, yeah, that, that yeah. yes, that would have been worse. But the. They could they could do anything here. I imagine they might do gimmick figures along the lines with what they did. Um, because they also did the Godzilla 2014 line back, oh my god, nine years ago. And they had, you know, uh, Godzilla's where if you pulled their tail, their waist would move. And they had the the one that looked like he was vomiting blue uh crud everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some interesting gimmicky toys. They might do small play sets, they might do uh, like they could do anything. They could do yeah. books. They could do like they could do all kinds of crazy stuff. We don't know anything yet. Right now, it's a wild. The possibilities are endless. Yeah, it's just a, it's just again going back to what we were talking about. If just Supro uh, is sparing no expense when it comes to reaching out to the wider uh, foreign market and the Western market and uh, the American market specifically. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's give a shout out to Brendan uh, autistic lizard productions on YouTube. Hey, hey Brendan. Uh, I just want to give him a shout out. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, uh, all of that exciting news. Let's move on now because we're we're getting kind of long in time. We spent a lot of time talking about Oppenheimer. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into mine and Nathan's world, the comic book world. So first bit of news, Nathan, uh, you can chime in on this. IDW's Godzilla Here There Be Dragons number one drops yeah. this coming Wednesday. This coming Wednesday, June 21st. I thought it was already out. I've been seeing so much stuff about this the, on Twitter that I legitimately thought it had already come out. Uh, but then, yeah, it was like, it, it, no, it comes out this coming Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, and for those who don't know, I have the, the plot synopsis here. I'm looking at the notes on my phone, which is my apologies if my screen looks a little awkward. But uh, it... 
According to IDW.com, in the 1500s, before humanity successfully traveled the entire globe, it was believed that monsters ruled the oceans just beyond the horizon. Here there be dragons was written on maps to denote the areas people dared not go. That is, until Sir Francis Drake circumnavigated the seas, visiting foreign lands and collecting treasure. That's what history tells us, at least. But history does not have the full tale. Monsters did lurk yonder, living on an island that still doesn't appear on any map. Oh, I think I live there now. <laughs> and among them was the king of them all, Godzilla! From Frank Thierry and Anaki Miranda. I hope I said those names right. The incredible team behind Old Lady Harley comes a Godzilla adventure like Say no hello other. to your fans, Daisy. Say hello to your fans. And no. Of course the cat shows up and, and steals my thunder. <laughs> oh, yes. The only bigger pain in my butt than you is... Just, oh. <laughs> well, I thought Michael was, and, you know, and the 12-year-old were high up there, too. Wow. Uh, wow. Continue, Nathan. Continue. Well, no, that's, uh, that's basically it. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a comic that takes place in the 1500s, playing off of you know, playing off of that concept, which I actually, I had heard the phrase here there be dragons for a long time. I didn't know that that was actually a thing that was put on maps for oh, a really yeah, long time was. until <laughs> Sir Francis Drake. The only thing, so it, it the concept is really exciting. And I yeah. will probably, I will do my best to pick this comic up. What I'm a little bit concerned about is this synopsis doesn't talk about characters. So I don't know if it's, going to have characters that we're going to follow or not the artwork for it looks beautiful we've seen some of the yeah. art some of the art for it yeah the I'm cover art especially is, is really great yeah so i'm just wondering if this is purely going to be a like a concept you know a concept driven comic with honestly disposable characters that we're not supposed to be invested in i don't know yeah, I'm not sure either, um, but I do know I have been seeing the cover art being posted all over Twitter for uh, all of the issues, for a lot of the issues coming up. Um, and issue three has Hedera standing in the background, kind of in the mist. Looks that like cover. It is yes. so great. It looks like like a Jason and the Argonauts style Greek epic, even though I know it's set in the 1500s, but just this giant monster in looming in the mist in the background this is true ship. this is true but you know you the way you, do, you bring that up i'm like you know if harryhausen got to do godzilla this might have been it but maybe i've got harryhausen yeah. on the brain because I it, it, it actually it, i mean it fits. last night it totally fit. It, it does feel like a. It does feel like a blend between like something Harryhausen would have done, and that which was a style back in the day of that kind of adventure movie that he did post his sci-fi kind mm -hmm. of period when he did all. Yeah. yeah, when he did a lot of the epics uh, and stuff. So yeah, it, it fits that. It fits like a Sinbad or something like that. Um, so that had her, yeah, that had a cover. <laughs> Looks I, so good. I, I, that's my favorite one. So I'm a hetero junkie anyway, but that, mm -hmm. that, so that was going to appeal to me no matter what, but man, with the, the coming out of the fog, although one of, I, I shared that cover when it came out on the Godzilla novelization projects, socials, and one of my uh, readers piped in, in the comments and said, this is beautiful, but how are they going to explain hetero existing post pollution? 
That is a good question. Pre pollution. A, a pre pollution. Yeah. And I, yeah. I honestly, did I say post? I did say post. Why did I say post? Whatever. Um, pre, yeah. How are you, you going to explain that? And my honest answer was, I don't care. I just, I'm happy to see them. <laughs> like, I just, I'm, I'm sure they'll it. come up with something. They'll, they might change his origin. Maybe he'll be an alien that came from a planet that was already polluted and then he came here. Uh, maybe, or maybe he, he'll just be a know. sea monster. Maybe a sea monster. Like he, like yeah. we don't, he shows up. We don't get an origin for him. That this doesn't seem like the kind of story that he's a mud be, monster. Yeah, they mud don't, monsters yeah. exist in folklore. This doesn't have to be the story, an origin story for all the monsters. It seems to me like it's going to be a story about how people are go are reacting to the monsters. This mm -hmm. is a, this is a human perspective story, as is evidenced by all the covers so far of being at a human perspective and looking up at these things coming out of the water or coming out of the mm -hmm. mist or coming out of the waves. Um, I think they're going to be more curious about, Hey, how are we going to survive this thing? As opposed to, Hey, uh, there's no such thing as industrial pollution yet in this particular time frame. So why are they? No, mud I, monster. He's mud a monster. mud monster. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it is an interesting question and it does, it raises questions about like how like intrinsic the origins of monsters are to them. And like, you know, does that stuff, Get, how I mean, much Godzilla can you interpret that stuff to be existing you know again a nuclear bomb it's the mm -hmm. same it's the same thing you know it's kind of the same thing and that's that's but that's been established before in plenty of other stories so it's again to me it was an interesting question and i i love that i got that question because it made me think but um it doesn't it's it's not it's i don't know it's 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 fine i don't <laughs> i'm not gonna lose any sleep over it i'm happy he's in there it's just cool yeah to see him yeah. in that setting uh as very a interesting fan. i do like i like what they're doing with the idw godzilla comics right now of of exploring different takes on the on the creatures and on the monsters because mm -hmm. you don't you're like we got back in the day, we got the standard, you know, stock standard Godzilla ones. And you still do with Godzilla rivals and stuff. You still get, you're still getting some of the stock standard ones, but then you get like the, the all, all ages books or, you know, the young readers, monsters books and, and protectors. Yeah. Monsters and protectors and stuff. So you're getting these like different perspectives. And now this one is like completely different, completely original. Um, I would like to know, cause the creative team, I, I can't remember. I was dealing with the cat, so I can't remember if you said the creative it's in the notes yeah well i know yeah, that I, but i didn't know if you had read it um, i had so i i want to know who pitched this was it like was it somebody it was me i pitched it. yeah i know right it's like it's like <laughs> this is such a it's like a, it's almost like a no-brainer like we were saying like it's harryhausen meets godzilla it's it's perfect um but like because this is just something you I wouldn't have expected being done in comic book form or, or, or for Godzilla and the Godzilla franchise. So to I would just like to know, was this, you know, somebody pitching the idea to them and they're like, yeah, go for it. Or was this an idea that came from from like the higher up creative uh, our team? And then they were like, let's find a creative team who works with it. I don't know. It's just such an interesting idea that I'm just mm -hmm. curious about that. Uh, Nathan, you want to move on to the next story? All right, give me a second here. I just wanted to so say something up, real quick. Go have... ahead, go ahead, Elijah. Hold on, hold on, Nathan, hold I, on. Hang on. I just wanted to say one thing. That was brilliant, Mr. Marchand. 
uh, oh, also, bef- while, oh. while Nathan while Nathan is shut up for a second, um, let's give a shout out, uh, Brendan. So, uh, when are you guys going to have me on your show someday, Brendan? We will definitely have you on sometime soon. We will get we'll talk to you uh, and get you on because we definitely want to Our do some. We'll call your people. Yeah, yeah, because I know we're uh, a few of us are going to be on your podcast, so you getting on our show would be good. So yes. yeah, we'll we'll work it out. All right, Nathan. Now you now you may proceed. All right. Yes, so quite. next up, we have some Super Sentai and Power Ranger adjacent news. I think I re- I remember hearing this title before, and then I completely forgot about it. But Go Go Loser Ranger. Has anyone heard of that? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. have not heard of this. This is yeah. fascinating. Well, it's a it's a manga that is a parody of Super Sentai. It sounds. When I read when I read the description here, it sounds almost like Super Sentai Hunger Games, but but funny. But it's getting an anime adaptation, and they just announced the studio who's going to be producing it. So I got this from CBR, so Comic Book Resources. Quote: The anime adaptation of Neki Haruba's manga will be produced by Yostar Pictures. This production company is known for creating the anime Arc Knights, Blue Archive, Azure Lane, Sorairo Utility, I hope I said that right, and more. Additionally, Keiichi Sato, Tiger and Bunny, Gantz Zero, Inu Yoshiki will direct, and Keiichi Ochi, Hina Matsuri, Mono, wait. Mono Nono Gatari, I hope I said that right, Mono Gatari. Monogatari, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. There is no official release date at the time of writing. However, it is it was speculated that the series will debut in early 2024. Yeah, so I don't know anything about this. This um I don't know anything about this, this anime, or even about the what it's based on, the manga that it's based on, but I do know some of the names that are involved in it. Um, so we're talking about, you know, uh uh Keichi Sato uh did um tiger and bunny love tiger and bunny one of my favorite animes it's such a great yeah tiger bunny's pretty good i have to see the second season i've seen the first the first 24 episodes yeah uh i i love any time that jap a japanese creator does their take on american superhero like tropes because the tropes for superheroes in Japan are so different than what they are in America. And so it's such a fun kind of, it's so weird whenever they cross over right, the, the right, two. Right. So you, you know, that and yeah. that and um, uh, my hero academia, it's really kind of interesting. Um, right. But yeah, so, so uh, Inuyashiki is the, I think that's the sequel series to Inuyasha that came out recently. Okay. That makes um, sense. So, uh, so yeah, so you got this, this person who's, who's a pretty decent, uh, director, uh, who, and also writer, uh, who's writing this. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm not against watching it. I just no, don't know I'm anything about it. about the source material. Cause like I said, the description I read, it sounded like it was kind of like the hunger games with super sentai, but the whole idea is that all of these televised battles are being done as to maintain a false veneer you know to maintain mm-hmm. a con- to make the public think that there's still a conflict going on when there isn't basically yeah. so it sounds kind of interesting like i said it's a super sentai parody 
it sounds like it could get, I'm guessing, sounds like it might be a little cynical and dark, judging by that name. You know, so it's not like Shinesman, which is very absurdist. You know, I, uh, Shinesman was a manga and it had uh, a couple of OVA anime episodes in the 90s. You can watch it on YouTube. If you want to get nuts, you can track down the DVD of it. I'm guessing Elijah had to leave. <laughs> so bye, Elijah. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that one. But, you know, if it gets released in Japan early 24, uh, early 2024, Maybe, you know, it'll probably get here maybe mid-2024. Yeah. So we'll see. Be interested. I, I, like I said, I'd be interested in seeing it, um, mm -hmm. just checking it out. Uh, speaking of Super Sentai parodies, pastiches, let's talk about the next bit of news. Yep, this is from the Illuminerdy. We have a synopsis for Ranger Academy, which was, and I unfortunately I missed Free Comic Book Day because we were at AMA. Mm-hmm. But there was this was basically announced, previewed, whatever on Free Comic Book Day with yep. a free with a free issue. That's actually a common thing that comic book companies will do on Free Comic Book Day. So the synopsis goes as this uh, goes as thus: If you had a chance to join the Power Rangers, would you do it? Thirteen-year-old Sage lives on the isolated lunar colony of her adoptive father. Her days are spent farming, studying, raising livestock. But all that changes when, during a lunar storm, she comes across the wreckage of an astro shuttle with wounded passengers from an academy founded by the famed Zordon, where the brightest and most clever teens train to protect the universe from evil, people called Power Rangers. Sage and her friends will join together and work tirelessly to discover the truth of why the Green Ranger was erased from the Power Rangers history. While Sage doubts herself more than ever, she must learn to trust her friends and trust herself. But only together can the Rangers in training right past wrongs and prevent the ancient enemy's takeover of the Academy and the contamination of the Morphin Grid. Acclaimed YA author Maria Mora in Grande, I hope I said that right, makes a more phenomenal move with the Power Rangers realm along with superstar artist Joe... Me Gyeong, Eve, Children of the Moon. Yeah, that's the something that he had worked on previously. Mm -hmm. uh, Eve, Children of the Moon. Um, so he is a Korean artist, if it I'm not Korean. mistaken, um, or at least Korean American. But I think he's just—I think he's Korean, actually, from Korea. Um, artist. Uh, this for anybody who's not familiar with comic book kind of tropes and stuff this follows kind of a typical comic book trope of or i don't know if it's a comic book trope but just a trend in comic books of doing like the academy version of your typical superhero kind of universe so we had avengers academy for a while we had gotham academy um now we're getting power rangers academy uh so you know it, it kind of follows that same trend mm -hmm. i'm interested to see because i don't think they've officially established where in the timeline of power rangers this falls and actually with the way boom studios comic books the the like power rangers universe has been going in boom studios i don't think it really matters where in the timeline Probably it takes not. place because it's kind of like all over jumping around so right all right guys as much as i love to stay and chat about the mailbag dinner's ready i gotta get going so 
I'll see you okay. later. All right. So we're going to say goodbye to Nathan. And like he hinted at, we are moving on from comics and video games news. We didn't really have any video game news to talk about. So, so we're moving on to the next bit of the podcast, which is, you want to say it with me, guys? The mailbag. Let me play the song. What's in the mail today? And we have actual mailbag to talk about this week. Nice. So uh, we have from our friend Robert Montserrat uh, sending us over Twitter. Uh, he says, I wish I could tune in, but he's attending a wedding uh, today. So, uh, Robert, get off Twitter because I saw you tweeting earlier. If you're at a wedding, then... <laughs> <laughs> be on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but he says, I'll be there in spirit. Uh, he says, I guess a good question would be, what are you guys looking forward to at G-Fest? And that's uh, that's for the two of you, because I'm not going to be at G-Fest. So what are you looking forward to? I don't know. I feel like Elijah and I might have the same answer. Elijah, you want to... What are you most excited for for G-Fest, Elijah? <sighs> Tell the people. Is this the conversation we had a few days ago? Yes, yes. Um, but okay. with much less cool. profanity, and you know, we can we can keep the making fun of Nate part. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. He's gone yeah. now. What's we, he we, do? This I'm true. sorry, that's not true. So <laughs> Elijah and I were were chatting about G Fest just over the, over the phone the other day, and we were talking about how incredibly special last year was with how it was just this perfect culmination of like a collective like just stress relief because we hadn't all we hadn't all been there in years and we wanted to see each other and then people who like I, i'd never met elijah face to face before last year same with a couple of other people um but yeah like the the fact that this next year following up on that um yeah i i that that's all that's all i'll say that's a good lead in so elijah Am I correct in predicting that I'm on to what you're most excited yeah, about? You you are. It's uh, <laughs> so so. Actually, earlier today, I I read a post on Facebook. I sounded like an old person. I'm sorry. Uh, I was reading the first post on Facebook you know, earlier today. You know, I I read this post. I read a post and... about this great. Uh, I was I was looking for a cheaper alternative to my insurer, and um, my prune juice. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh but so it was my karma stats up to 92 right now <laughs> oh oh <God>. whatever <laughs> it ahead. was it was supposed about a, a mother bought got got her uh son tickets to go to go to g fest and she was like is he gonna really enjoy it like is it really worth it and uh you know i mean some of the, i mean Feel like there was a back and forth in the cover in the in the comments that preceded that that was a fair back and forth um but i read one that specifically brought up how g fest is not just the guests like uh, all monsters attack is g fest is about the community it's it's a community driven event and it's it's like asgard it's not a place it's the um g fest is is i i personally in the i don't even know how many years i've went i've went more than twice but not as many as danny that's a riddle 
No, um, I've been on. I've been to so many. G- is this, this year going to be my twelfth G Fest? I think it might be. Man, I've been if going I since lived I was nearby. Oh, I, I yeah. would love to be able to go. Yeah. It's nice having a like four, four and a half hour drive. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's a it's a nice little road yeah, trip instead of instead of thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I felt that. Um, so you know, it, it's one of those things where G Fest. Uh, I'm excited to just be with everybody. Um, there's some people that aren't going that I'm a little, a uh, little disappointed aren't going. I mean, I would love to hang out with Avery and Nat and yeah. a few other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there's, there's this other guy. That's his name. <laughs> I can't, I think it's, it's, um, hang on, hang on. I know you're talking about, give me a sec. Alejandro. Hello. Um, Alejandro. 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 Alejandro Alexander. Um, um, <laughs> but, you know, there, there's still plenty of people that are going. Um, like, you know, everybody's favorite uh, dude that starts with the letter M, Michael. Uh, I'm actually, I'm really excited to see that, uh, that, that, <laughs> that experience. <laughs> yeah. Michael's first G fest, uh, is going to be something. I, I want him to try the, uh, the, the Kaiju blood. I want him to try that. <laughs> he would too. He would try he that. I think mm-hmm. he will. we'll yeah. see. Um, yeah, but, he would do it, but you know, I just, I, I'm excited to be with everybody. Um, the panels I'm excited for, but I'm more, I'm mostly just excited to be with everybody and just, you know, chilling and, and, you know, just going to the dealer's room together and, and seeing people that uh, I know and, and people coming up to me and being like, hey, you know, we have a men person, but it's great to finally meet you. Um, stuff like that. That was that was honestly the, the magical part of GFest 2022 was was just having those experiences, meeting those people and seeing seeing everybody. Um and you know, driving Danny crazy is always fun. <sighs> Whatever you say, man. It's <laughs> Fr- frankly, I feel like I you don't you don't you don't drive me crazy. There, there are other people oh, that you God. drive crazy, but you don't drive me crazy. Um, yeah. Listen, we have driving four days. Michael crazy is going to be fun. <laughs> I, I I feel like Michael and I get along great in person. Personally, I think I think we're like two peas in a pod. Well, the last time I saw you guys hanging out, one of you was uh, uh, do, doing doing which which one of you was floating air biscuits in the hotel room? Was that Michael? <laughs> or was that Travis? That was Travis. OK. <laughs> then my point is moved because something my, my hand just <laughs> I thought I smelled something. <laughs> There was a there was a rather harrowing uh, night in, in the hotel room while, while we were trying to record. We almost got kicked out of our hotel. Like Somebody we were we were door. this close to getting kicked out of our hotel room. I had to, I had, and I've never been a like a like it's weird to be involved in like something that like that because I'm usually just so quiet and by and myself. not because of the farting. <laughs> Excuse me. No, no. Uh, well, just... that might have. Although that was rather loud, sir. But um. <laughs> <laughs> they had to evacuate the La- whole floor ladies and gentlemen <laughs> take everybody down everybody's <laughs> in the lobby we've got we, we had a bomb uh, threat uh we we were sure all the all the, the ben is running out like he doesn't he doesn't want anything to do with it 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to that part of the stream. Um, we're, we are here now. Uh, Elijah yeah. is Elijah's gone. He'll be Elijah's down there for dead. a minute. We, we, just, we just killed Elijah. Breathe. Head between your legs, Elijah. Deep, deep breaths. You got this. Did you say head between my legs? Yes, it's yes, like a, it's that's a, what you do. Yeah, you, you put your head down, and that helps with like hyperventilating. Uh huh. I don't think he believes me. Okay, whatever. We're not. No, we're not going there. Uh, anyway, my answer briefly is the. Yeah. My goodness, is the same. It's the same as as Elijah's because G Fest to me, yeah, it's a lot of it's about the fart. I mean, the people, and it's about the no. There are two. There are two reasons I love. Uh, I love G Fest. Number one and number two. Yeah, get it. It's a body uh, joke. Anyway, we. I'm going to try to guide us back into sanity here. I will not succeed. Nope. So okay. So G Fest. Yes, the oh. guests. The guests are amazing. The chance to meet these people that fly in from the other side of the planet just to be with us, we, you know, weirdos on the other side of the planet. We love yeah. what they do. And I mean, think about it. Some of these people, I mean, it always blew my mind when like Takarada-san or somebody who was in their 70s or 80s would make these 14 mm -hmm. hour flights. I was jet lagged going to Japan when I was, you know, a, a, a kid basically. And I couldn't imagine doing that in my 80s. That's insane. Uh, the things that these people do just to get here to see us, that's amazing and worth supporting. The guest list this year is amazing. I can't believe Yumiko Shaku is going to be there. That is like pinch me territory. I can't believe I'm going to get to meet Yumiko Shaku. I can't believe it. Um, but that's great. The shopping is always great. The panels are great. I'm on six panels this year. I can finally talk about mm -hmm. it. Uh, we're doing, some of us are doing panels together. Yep, um, we mentioned it earlier. Yeah, yeah. And But again, at the core of all of that, is what Elijah said. It, it's the people. And like he said, there are people that aren't going to be there this year that I really, really, really wish were there. Acquaintances and just like friends, some really, really good friends um, that are just, they, they just couldn't make it. So it's, it is, it is what it is, but you know, like we're all going to be there. Um, you know, big list of people. I won't go through everyone I know is going to be there. I'd be here too long, but I'm excited to see all those people. And if it's going to be any, anything as special like how special it was last year, just in terms of, you know, all the, the shopping together, eating together, all the, the sad hugs on the last day, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be another special time because for me, it's about connecting with people because at the end of the day, Monday, I drive back and I'm, I'm right back into an environment where nobody in my immediate sphere gives a hoot about this stuff. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the, the only three people that are anywhere near me that have that care about this stuff are me, myself and I. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. I have friends who are like, that sure is different. Have fun with that. And I have, you know, family members who love me and support me and, you know, will, uh, you know, come with me to cons and like they're, they're great. But, you know, I don't I don't live near fans, fan friends. You know, I just mm -hmm. don't have that. So the minute I come back, it's like the switch gets flipped back into the off position and I'm back at my desk job and I'm just like, okay, I got to go back to, you know, and I, and I love my job and I love my, 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 you know, my friends, my friends here, my family here, but G Fest is the only place where all of that good, like camaraderie comes together for me. And I have to wait, you know, I have to wait yep. a year to come do that. And it sucks. Yep, we get but, to let our, you know, Kaiju freak flag fly. And it's <laughs> one weekend out of the year and it's, it's a beautiful thing and it's much more fun to let your freak flag fly when you can fly it with friends and yep. uh yeah 
Yeah. It's like it's the only time I can wear my uh, hashtag Justice for Baragon shirt, and somebody will actually, get it. And somebody will know what I'm talking about. So it's like, yeah, somebody I would love get it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost all my all my shirts from uh, pl- uh, shameless plug for my buddies at Aardvark Tees. Uh, they're always at G Fest. They sell the best shirts at the con, in my humble opinion. And uh, I, I I always get new shirts from them. I'm excited to see them again. They're on my list. But if you if you've ever seen me on these streams and I'm wearing like a really cool kaiju shirt, I can pretty much guarantee i got it from them and nice. once i leave the con nobody knows what the heck any of that means <laughs> you know it's like exactly. what's that but yeah. i go in everybody knows what it is and it's nice to be understood i like yeah. that yeah uh again I, I i wish i could make it we wish you could too it. man yeah wait a minute I, you were who we were thinking of earlier oh oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay yes. <laughs> yeah. i'll Sorry send the... daisy in my place there you go wait a minute Okay, before we move on, speaking of speaking of weird things we were petting, I got a text from Michael asking what I was like because well, while you were talking, I was I was messing around with something in my hand and I wanted to because he was very confused. I wanted to show this. Oh yeah, I, I have this little dinosaur here that I was yeah, messing it's a dinosaur around fetus. With. It's a little dinosaur fetus. Actually, this is mine. I made this, so I. Uh, oh, I didn't know you made that. Yep, I sculpted this by hand. This is my oh, dinosaur. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Cool. Because Michael saying text, one day we're going to feature you in the magazine. I would love to be because I don't I don't show off my art that much. But yeah, this is hand sculpted oven bake clay. You can't really see all uh-huh. the detail on it. But yeah, if anybody was wondering what the heck I was like sitting here because I was trying to do like a James Bond thing. Or I was just you had your cat and I was like, I'm going to pet uh-huh. this dinosaur. So if anybody was like wondering what the heck this was, it's a dinosaur baby. He hasn't been painted yet, but um. I had dinosaur baby. Well, so it, it, you're it, welcome. The fetus look of it, you know. Yeah, I, kind of I like might not sickly. paint it. I might not yeah. paint it. I might give it a wash just to bring mm-hmm. out the scale texture because it's, it's, I, there are thousands of scales on this thing. It took me. Yeah, I see to, a few yeah. of them coming through on the, even on camera. So I, yeah, I know it, you've got to be, have some. Yeah, it, it took, it took a long time, but, um, yeah, but it's that's yeah. Anyway, that's slight deviation. But yes, if anybody was wondering what what the heck that was, it was yeah. it was a dinosaur baby that I made. So back he goes. Um, we had another uh, tweet from a listener, a longtime listener, because I used to listen back when uh, me and Michael used to do this on the uh, just as a podcast, not as a live stream. Uh, Spideris, but I think I'm going to save Spideris's for next week. Uh, because I want to, it's one that I want to talk a little bit more about in detail, and we just don't have the time to do that. So, Spideris, if you are listening, I'm sorry that we couldn't read out your question this week, but we will do it next week, I promise, because I do want to kind of dig into it a little bit, uh, even though I know Elijah's not going to be happy with some of the answers. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, so that's going to do it for this week. Before we start giving our selfless plugs, uh, selfless, selfless, selfish, selfless, so selfless. <laughs> Where I'm going, I'm going to plug Danny's. Danny's going to plug Elijah. And then <laughs> uh, so no, I do want to. Um, I do want to say uh, if you are listening to this uh, live or if you're listening to this later on YouTube, make sure to like the video, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we are trying to grow the YouTube channel. We're planning on doing more videos, more stuff. Um, there's already a lot of content. We're posting past episodes of podcasts like the Henshin Men is now on there. Uh, we're still putting out more episodes of it, but there's a lot of episodes already on there. So make sure to subscribe to us. And the more subscribers we get, the more 
people we reach actually because youtube starts promoting us and starts you know putting us in in recommendations so uh make sure to subscribe to us and uh yeah check out kaiju ramen media.com if you are interested in the magazine you can go pick up a, a copy one of the last nine copies of issue nine of the magazine make sure to get it because we want to i would like to be sold out before we get to issue 10 uh which is going to be coming up very soon so uh and when we're sold out we're sold out so if you want a physical copy make sure to grab it it's all about king kong there's articles by these two knuckleheads and a few other knuckleheads uh <laughs> so uh you can go check it out and if you're interested in any of the podcasts like the power trip henshin man uh even the monster island film vault all of those things you can check out kaijurama media because uh there's a lot of things going on there even reviews and other posts because we have a review of shin common writer that i wrote is on there and other things you can check out the for just all the great kaiju content that you want check out kaiju ramenmedia.com and now i'm going to let danny start us off with the self prom self promos Shameless self-promotion. He's yeah. not here, so I had to do it. Um, hello, kaiju lovers. I'm Nathan. <laughs> He's not here. I have to yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. plug for him. Okay. Uh, my selfish, shameless, self selfless, shameless self-promotion. Nailed it. Okay. Take two. Um, uh, hello. Hi. How's it going? Um, I am the... Why are you doing a Robert De Niro impression, Elijah? What are you doing? <laughs> What, you, what is that? No, it's more like Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. He's doing the Marlon Brando going on. It's very nice. Either that or he's turning into the angry video game nerd, and I'm not sure which. Uh, he, anyway, he, he, uh, Godzilla, is, uh, I, I'm the uh, the creator and author of the Godzilla Novelization Project, an uh, ongoing creative endeavor to write novels for all the Japanese Godzilla films and share them 100% free with any fan who wants to read them. If that sounds like your brand of insanity uh check out the uh check out the website godzilla novelization project.com there you will find all the books that have been published uh serialized chapter by chapter i've got short stories uh that are adapt that adapt various angle not angles corners of the godzilla universe timelines blogs all kinds of crazy stuff you can follow along with the project and uh make little squares with your fingers like travis over here by going to uh <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, just type in Godzilla Novelization Project. You'll find me there. Uh, you can send me emails. Like there's an entire, if you go to the website, there's a contact page there where you can find uh, all the links, the pertinent links to face a book at me or tweet a tweet at me or email an email at me. All that good stuff. Uh, yep. If you really, if you really like what you read, I'm on Patreon. If you uh, want to hear me or not hear me, but well, yes, yes. If you want to hear me you know, wax philosophical about more kaiju stuff. I'm on this show a lot. I'm on Monster Island Film Vault uh, too much. Um, I'm <laughs> wax on, wax off. Um, I am, I've been on a bunch of different podcasts. I've been all over yep. the place. I've been on the power trip. I've been on Henshin Men. I've been all over the place. I write for Kaiju Ramen Magazine and Kaiju Ramen Media. I, uh, you know, I, I do all kinds of crazy kaiju related stuff. And uh, yes, Yes, I'm also going to be at GFest doing six panels, which is going to be crazy. And I'll get, I'll dump that stuff on my social media the closer we get to the con. But uh, yeah, I'm all over the place, and I love it. It's a good, it's a good time. Elijah, your turn. <laughs> ah, 
You're great, Danny. You're absolutely great. Like, let me tell you, I love your work. You're honestly the greatest writer in the history of Godzilla writers. So, great job. You you Don't you deserve everything. Again. You de- you deserve everything you've done. Great job. Thank you. Um, I'll David just call Caruso. you. I'll just. <laughs> I'll no, just let's go with that. I have no shame in I, we my know. We know. Oh yeah, I know. I okay, have... okay, Elijah. No voice. Come on, give be sincere. <laughs> give your give your promotion. Your, what what your promotion. what if what if the 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 co creator of this magazine requested this? <laughs> what? Well, then he he won't be the co creator for long because it's going to be a discussion after this. Uh, do your thing. Do your thing. We're clearly riveted. So um, I, I have a YouTube. No, channel. no voice. Drop it. <laughs> what? 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 If it, it it's still here? No, I will kick you, and you won't get to promo anything. I'll just be over here for a minute, you guys. It's fine. I'm gonna be over here. I'll be fine. That's child abuse. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun. See you guys. (laughs) We're at two hours and eight minutes. (laughs) Uh, Michael's not here. Go check him out. Power Trip uh, podcast. Uh, Check out Nathan, Monster Island Film Vault. Or don't. Um, Yeah. And the Power Trip and Henshin Man. Uh, (laughs) And see his stuff that he has written in the magazine as well. Uh, Yeah. And uh, and Brandon Fake Nerds podcast because he couldn't be here either. So, uh, and that's it. And we will see you guys next week i'm gonna put my sunglasses on because i want to i want to go out i want to i want to go out to kenny loggins yeah. uh <laughs> hey guys look uh, i have a, i have a little crown see it I have a oh crown. yeah, I got, yeah. Little, I got a little kaiju crown okay I, i'm just yeah. i'm gonna do the rest of the stream like this i'm gonna do this <laughs> come on kenny Danger zone us. We're gonna, yeah, it. we're going to uh, danger zone. No, no, we we would get we would get copyright struck so fast. Uh, no. See you guys later. Bye. Wait a minute. We have to control the population. Oh yeah, help control the giant monster population. Have your sunglass wearing children uh, spayed or neutered. <laughs> Elijah, no. Elijah, no. <laughs> Bye, everybody.